let's keep sharing the link. Let's keep sharing. Those of who are, who are sharing it, God bless you. God bless you for sharing. Please don't be passive. Don't be passive. Don't be passive. Be active throughout. Amen. lift our voices and begin to pray want to lift our voices just tell God how awesome he is tell him daddy I bless you it's an honor to be in your presence you want to be serious you want to put your entire being into it you don't want to approach it casually you don't want to approach it casually you want to assume a posture you've never assumed before you want to get serious right from the start put your entire being lose yourself lose yourself lose yourself lose yourself lose yourself irrespective of your environment if you feel you are not rightly positioned you can position yourself well before him hallelujah be common on our side in the name of jesus let's lift our voices and bless the name of the lord Father, we bless you. We thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Moski Barataya. Let Kondi Manasco Pelletel. He called him Moski Namatel. Come on, Father, we bless you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Adima Sheko Paradimataya. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath, without wrath and, and doubting. You want to lift your voice and just thank the name of the Lord. Bless his name. Give him glory. 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 Oh Lord, we give you glory. Oh, we bless you. We give you glory. Hey, Lord, oh God. Today, oh God, we bless you. We give you glory. Hey, Mokina You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. Oh, be lifted. Oh, be lifted. Oh, be lifted. Oh Lord, be lifted. And be blessed. Hey, Lord, be blessed, be lifted up. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Kanua Tempene Kobalua Paradivosha. Tola Namataya, Rendo Shimanaya, Ikomono Bosa Dada Gadada, Rendeme Komanamataya, Ikonimo Sekomanata. Lord, we bless you, we give you praise, give you glory. In the name of Jesus, give you honor, thanks and adoration. Thank you, O God, for access, access, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for access, thank you for access, thank you for access, thank you for peace, in the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 honor, thanks, adoration, be to your mighty name, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. You want to pray as in the Lord, cleanse me. Father, purify me, spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus, position my being, position my being for an encounter tonight. In the name of Jesus, Malikomosa, 
Father, I pray, Lord, for cleansing, in the name of Jesus, as I ascend into your holy hill, Father, cleansing, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your word says, blessed is he whose sin is forgiven, the man to whom, unto whom the Lord imputed no transgression, Father, O God, Father, I ask the Lord, wash me clean, purify me, forgive me, O God, of every wrong, every misdeed, in the name of Jesus. As you align my spirit, my soul, my body, oh God, in this place, oh God, oh God, oh God, today, oh God, today's meeting too, in the name of Jesus, oh, your quickening, your quickening, in the name of Jesus, thank you for cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ, I was shed on Calvary's cross, for remission of sins, in the name of Jesus Christ, 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 Father, we bless you, we give you glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to pray. We are saying that Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in this place. Move in tonight's meeting in the name of the Lord Jesus. As we behold you, let there be renewal. As we behold and break bread at your table, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, cause that there will be growth, enlightenment in the name of Jesus. Enlightenment in the name of Jesus. Enlightenment in the name of Jesus. Furtherance, let there be stirrings in our faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, quicken, quicken, take preeminence and quicken, take preeminence, rule and reign in all things, every activity tonight, oh God, and let your glory, let your power, let your love, overshadow us, be made evident in the name of Jesus Christ. We depend on you, we depend on you in the name. Of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. La Dumas come and echo valley as Shatanat, Maribe Cobra in Paluata, just as you had your way on the day of Pentecost, or as you took over, Lord, have your way, for we are gathered together here in one spirit, one accord, one faith, O God, Alimo Vani, Ecomia Suit. May you position as a may you position as and cause us to see your life like never before in the name of Jesus. In the name of God, by the power of your spirit. And light up, O God. Look at you, O God. Father, may you change. Father, may you enlighten us in the name of Jesus. And light up our heart. Enlighten our soul. Oh, my brother. Father, oh God, by an encounter with your life, encounter with your life, Lord, we pray, we shall not spend our time in your presence, we shall be changed, because that saith your word, Rambado, send them the call.
God bless all of us for praying. Minister Eben, God bless you for backing us up tonight. Amen. You can follow us if you haven't followed us. We just began, amen. We just began. Today is a teaching and a prayer session, and we trust God to grace us with a prophetic amen. Before, while preparing for today's session, the Spirit of God was ministering to me concerning some of the things that are going to happen in today's meeting. Once again, 
I've seen some new people and we are still waiting for other people to join us, some of our, the members of the, the family. But in, in the meantime, while we wait, we will still proceed. Amen. Amen. Tonight, even as we get into the Word and into the ministration of the Spirit, somebody, I want you to tell yourself, don't forget to keep liking the show. If you haven't liked that, like the show. Sandra, I want you to be active today. Amen. I want you to be active. Yes, that is one of the things that will keep you awake in meetings like this. If you put the phone away, you are not typing, you are not responding before you know it. Um, you are caught up somewhere. So you want to be interactive in tonight's session. Amen. And don't forget to also share the podcast. You can share to your WhatsApp status or friends as well. Amen. So tonight we are looking at communion. We are breaking the bread of the word trying to look at the breaking of the bread of the body of Christ at the Lord's table yes. because we are getting set for missions in the northern part of Ghana I I, I wanted to restrain the spirit um, restrain myself from doing what the Spirit of God wanted me to do today that is to teach and not to pray or to minister prophetically. Yeah. But we thank God that all in all, God's will is being done tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Somebody, I want you to tell yourself that today I am growing bigger, I am becoming better, I am becoming wiser. At the end of tonight's session, I receive insight for my next level, illumination, more illumination for my walk with God, more illumination from the Spirit of God for my walk with God. Hallelujah. For His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Hallelujah. Bible says that in His light, for with Him is a fountain of life. In His light shall we see light. In His light, as we engage, in, as we engage with Him daily, in His light we shall see light. So I'm growing, I'm growing wiser. I am growing bigger. I'm growing better. By all standards, by all standards, by all standards, by all standards, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to tell yourself again, I am going to be bigger, stronger, weightier, wiser, brighter, and powerful after today's meeting, hallelujah. Say to yourself that your life will never be the same. I want you to beat your chest. Be intentional. Be intentional. My life will never be the same. It will be an error that after leaving this meeting, after listening to this podcast, you go back with the same mentality you had about the, the, the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The emblems of the communion. It will be an error. It will be an error. 
Hallelujah. For the path of the righteous, Bible says, shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Yesterday it was bright, today it must be brighter. If it was, it, it was brighter yesterday, it can be brighter still today. Hallelujah. No, no room for retrogression. No room for setbacks. No rooms for any form of set, retrogressions or setbacks. Hallelujah. So as we get into the word, like I would always say, I need your ears and daddy God needs your heart. Amen. I need your ears. Daddy God needs your heart. Amen. There's so much to share.
he heard me and delivered me from all my fears tonight. May God deliver you from every fear, anything that you can name as a fear, as a doubt, uncertainty in your life. May the good God, Jehovah Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, may he deliver you from every one of those fears in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not leave, you will not go back with any of these fears in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, according to the word of the Lord, Bible says again that they looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. They looked unto him and were lightened. They were lightened because in his light we shall see light. They were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Their faces were not ashamed. I declare and I decree upon you that your face will not fall you will not be ashamed in the name of the Lord Jesus in the name of Jesus you are greatly helped you are greatly helped you are greatly helped God bless you for typing the communion hallelujah so we get into the word what is a communion symbolism of the Lord's Supper um, and then we shall also look at um, if possible we shall look at the discernment of the tokens or emblems or the elements that are used amen then our next meeting I'm trying to break the, the, the notes into two different parts so that we can have time to appropriately delve into this mystery amen we can be able to break it apart get into it by the help of the Holy Spirit and benefit as much as possible from the illumination of the spirit on this divine matter so the next meeting we trust God to help us with um, the beginnings of this communion in the New Testament times and then how it was practiced in the early church we shall look at the, uh, the administration of the communion how it was how was it done and then who is to partake of the Lord's Supper? Then we shall look at the symbolic and then the, the true symbolic and wrong or false symbolism of, of the meaning of the Lord's Supper. Hallelujah. Then we shall look at the requirements of the Lord's Table or the Lord's Supper. And then we shall look at significance of the Lord's Table or the Lord's Supper. And then a sample or some sample prayers that we can make before um, we administer the emblems either corporately or privately as individuals or as families in our various homes amen amen so you want to be attentive you want to be attentive you want to be attentive tonight you want to be attentive amen yes sometimes when when you want to teach you want to get into subjects like this as well as if um, <laughs> there's nothing to say there is a lot to be said amen if you just look at the outline i give you and if you are to scroll through the notes that the Spirit of God enabled me prepare, you see there's a lot, but it's just a preparation. It's, it's, it's an initiation. And I want everyone to be carried along. Amen. So let's all be attentive. Pay attention. Put your heart into it. Don't be in haste. And 
enjoy the fellowship, enjoy the presence of God. Not only the word, the presence, let it rub off on you. Amen. Enjoy the presence as you listen right now. You may be alone, you may be in a vehicle, you may be walking down um, the road or by a roadside on a lonely path or in a library, anywhere you are listening from. You can literally enjoy the presence of God trapped in this, this, this podcast right now. You can enjoy it and enjoy it and keep enjoying it. And as you, 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 you keep enjoying it, you are not only enjoying the pleasures of it, but you are literally being transformed. You are being a partaker and by your partaking, you are transformed. You are changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. of God, welcome once again. God bless you. Please, I hope my instrument, the, the, the keyboard in the background is not too loud. Is it okay? Those of us listening, is it okay or is it too loud? Please, <laughs> Minister Eben, your yes, please. Which, which, which answer does it go for? It's okay. Alright. Thank you. So let's let's get into the teaching the word. So when you talk about communion or the communion of the body by the saints or what is properly known in um, as as you as the Eucharist in in a, in a theological sense or the Lord's Supper, yes, um, which which is seen in some portions of Scripture and then also in other places as a cup of blessing. It is known by many names, and each of these names are descriptive aspects of its nature. All the many names that this one ordinance is known by, or is described or called by, they are all descriptive aspects of its nature, its manifold nature. Some people even call it the miracle meal, yes, because. It is a wondrous meal. If people knew, if you knew what this teaching could do to you. Alright, thank you, Cassandra. You wouldn't run after the wrong things. I've seen miracles, miracles, many miracles, personally in my life. Through the administration of the communion, I've heard them being testified, people testifying of miracles that happened to them that took place as they received or the, 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 the communion was administered to them it is a miracle meal personally I've, I've, I've experienced healings of different forms a tangible presence of God tangible presence of God which sometimes I've not been able to even generate through prayer or through fellowshipping caught in the presence of God. Hallelujah. So it is descriptive of his nature. The many names are descriptive of the, the nature of the communion. And this communion is also a memorial. It's a proclamation and a fellowship. The Lord's table is a memorial. An instituted memorial. A proclamation of his death and his coming back. 
we are proclaiming as we partake of it we are proclaiming his death in our bodies and how that we are also dead to sin and him it's a proclamation and a looking forward to his coming back because it's symbolic of that great feast and supper which I have with him and the fellowship a fellowship a coming together a union of the people of the saints and also humanity all of humanity forming the same the mystical body of Christ with Christ himself and joining and participation and partaking together with deity himself hallelujah oh Lord help us grace grace Holy Spirit Holy Spirit Holy Spirit Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Somebody please help us. With Matthew 24 verses 26 to 28. Matthew 24. Chapter 24 verse 26 through 28. A memorial proclamation and fellowship. So we say, first of all, it is called the body and the blood of Christ. One of the names or identities given it. The body and the blood of Christ. That is in Matthew 24, the scripture we are about looking at. Alright, God bless you. When it says, when in an apen. It says, so if they say, say to you, behold, he's in the wilderness. Do not go. Uh, Alright, I'll go with the King James. Um, okay, let me, let me take this one first. Or behold, he's in the inner rooms. Do not believe them. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so will... Wow. Is it Matthew, Matthew 26? I think that... No, 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 no. Let me check the scripture very well. Matthew 26 verse 26 through 28 the communion of the body and the blood of Christ the second description 1 Corinthians 10 verse 16 1 Corinthians 10 verse 16 it says the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ we have a lot to do so we shall be moving a bit faster 
the next description the bread and cup of the Lord first Corinthians 11 verse 27 it is the bread and the cup of the Lord first Corinthians 11 and verse 27 it is the bread and the cup of the Lord breaking of bread it is also described as the breaking of bread acts 2 42 and 20 verse 7 acts chapter 2 verse 42 and then acts chapter 20 verse 7 all right so first corinthians 11 verse 27 it says that wherefore whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the lord hallelujah so the communion of the saints can be called or described as the body and the blood of Christ according to Matthew 26 verse 26 to 28 the communion of the body and the blood of Christ 1 Corinthians 10 16 the bread and cup of the Lord 1 Corinthians 11 verse 27 and the breaking of bread acts 2 42 and 20 verse 7 and lastly the lord's supper first corinthians 11 verse 20 the lord's supper first corinthians 11 verse 20 minister Emmanuel, you're welcome god bless you for joining us so first corinthians 10 verse 16 It says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Cup of the Lord. The bread and the cup of the Lord. Hallelujah. And Acts 2.42. We said in Acts 2.42, it is described as a breaking of bread. It is described as a breaking of bread. And they continue steadfastly in apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers the breaking of bread that is communion that is communion right there and acts 20 verse 7 and seven god bless you it says that and upon the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight disciples came together to break bread it's a fellowship it's a proclamation it's a communion it's a participation hallelujah 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 so communion is a joint sharing a joint participation and fellowship it is a joint sharing a joint participation and fellowship so just as baptism is the initiation of a person into the church the Lord's Supper is a continuation of that identity with the church by the believer It is the primary, the very basic way that we are reminded daily of God's commitment to and the, His covenant with His people through Christ. It's a memorial. Don't forget that when we began, we said it's a memorial. That is one of the symbolisms of the, 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 this sacrament. It is a memorial. It reminds reminds us of God's commitment to and his covenant with us his people even through Christ 
in the Old Testament, we saw shadows, we saw symbolisms of it. But the real thing was instituted by Christ. After that, Abraham had gone to war and had won and made away with a lot of spoil. The Bible says that Melchizedek, who was an order of priesthood in the Old Testament, gave Abraham bread and wine, a symbol. Abraham being a symbol of the, the patriarchal order or dispensation. And then Melchizedek being a symbol of priesthood because the communion symbolically in this institution is administered by the priesthood. Hallelujah. We saw shadows. Exodus 12, the Passover. Those were all shadows. They were shadows. Hallelujah. So just as baptism is the initiation of a person into the church, the Lord's Supper is a continuation of that identity with the church by the believer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the sacrament or this sacrament or ordinance is probably understood by viewing its origin and then how significant it is, not only theologically, but to us in our walk with God, in our Christian walk with God, our experience with God, how we ought to view it. contest of his institution by Christ on the night of his betrayal during the, the, the Passover celebration with his disciples that is where the historical significance stems from and like we said it is foreshadowed in the Old Testament the same Passover meal that took place in the Old Testament is just the same communion. Miracles happen in the Passover meal in the Old Testament. Please, can you help us with Exodus 12 verse 3? Or Exodus 12 all the way from verse 1 to 17. I want to go through that quickly. So Jesus, while instituting it on the night he was betrayed, was just moving in line he was instituting it in line with the same old testament passover hallelujah so on the day of passover jesus purposely had the last supper with his disciples so he can institute this meal as an ordinance and it was jesus reinforcing it not only properly instituting it by reinforcing its need especially in the new covenant that he had come to bear witness to or to establish or to enact not only as the testator but the priesthood of the same covenant after the order of Melchizedek 
are not able to provide me the scriptures, the right scriptures, and on time, it delays. Amen. It delays. And the Lord, yeah, please, uh-huh. Alright. I've already dealt with the one to one to four. So I think from verse five, verses five downwards to seventeen will be fine. says your lamb shall be without blemish a male of the first year you may take it from the sheep or from the goats the verse 6 says now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month then the whole assembly of the congregation of israel shall kill it at twilight jesus was hung he was crucified at the same time of day and they shall take some of the blood and put it on their doorpost and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Identification. 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 Not on the floor because it's not supposed to be trampled on. Hallelujah. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night. They shall eat the flesh. The Bible was instructing them to eat the flesh that night roast with fire bible says that on the night notice when the the goat or the lamb was was slaughtered the lamb was supposed to be without blemish jesus was without sin The lamb or the goat should be kept until the 14th day of the month and should be killed at twilight in an assembly or a congregation. Jesus was hanged at that same time, twilight, before all to see. So that his blood was shed.
shall let nothing of it remain unto the morning, and that which remaineth of it unto morning ye shall burn with fire, and that shall ye eat it with your loins gathered, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Israel, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. That is up to the verse 12. Uh, verse 13 and 14. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you the same way today. Today, as we partake in that ritual, when God sees the blood, judgment of condemnation passes over us. The judgment of condemnation unto death, Romans 8 verse 1, it passes over us. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the house where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt, because the time is coming when God is going to smite the entire world with his anger and his judgment. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. One key aspect of this ordinance. And ye shall keep it a feast for the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Verse 15 and 16. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away living out of your houses for Whosoever eateth living bread from the first day unto the seventh day, the soul shall be cut off from Israel. And in the first day there shall be, there shall be an holy converse, convocation. And in the seventh day there shall be an holy, holy conversation, con convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. verse 17 and we are done and he shall observe the feast of unleavened bread for in this self same day have i brought your enemies out of the land of egypt have i brought your armies sorry out of the land of egypt therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever in the first month on the 14th day of the month at even in the first month on the 14th day of the month as at even you shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at even. Amen. So we see this ordinance being foreshadowed in the scriptures. Let us also look at Genesis 14, verses 18 to 20. These teachings, usually, I like us to get into the scriptures so that we better understand. We know what the Bible says about them, not what I think, not what I say, not what somebody is saying, but what the Bible says. The Bible is the believer's final and most supreme authority on all subject matters. Hallelujah. should point us to everything as much as possible always everything that we do and the investment of time and studies and all these details 
is is usually because of the fact that we want to have time to get into other divine matters so we don't have to come back to teach on some of these um, key matters or ordinances again so we take our time and then do justice digest the entire matter very very well amen melchizedek also foreshadowed it he foreshadowed it in genesis 14 verse 18 to 20. bible says abraham and melchizedek the melchizedek king of salem brought out bread and wine he was the priest of god most high verse 19 and he blessed him and said blessed be abraham of god most high possessor of heaven and earth and melchizedek king of salem brought forth bread and wine and he was a priest of the most high god oh that's a repetition um verse and he blessed him and said blessed be abram of the most high god possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be the most high god which had delivered thine enemies into thy hand and he gave him tithes of all he gave him tithes of all but the emphasis on the, is on the verse 18. Melchizedek king of Salem brought out bread and wine. The institution, the foreshadow. The foreshadow of the priesthood of Christ. Because Bible in the book of Hebrews describes, Hebrews 7, describes Jesus. Jesus' priesthood as a priesthood after the order. After the order of what? Melchizedek. After the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 5 verse 6 and Hebrews 6 verse 20. bread and wine did he in any way 
forecast through his actions through the administration of the bread and wine to Abraham the communion or the Passover yes yes let's also look at Ruth and Boaz they also had bread and wine Ruth chapter 2 verse 14 and then so minister Emmanuel can help us Ruth Ruth 2 verse 14 minister winning the last part says that the table of showbread the last part is the table of showbread in the tabernacle the showbread in the tabernacle was also symbolic or a foreshadow of this same ordinance leviticus 24 verse 5 through 9 
Christianity. The reason why a lot of people are embracing the charismatic move these days is actually because it brings corrections to a lot of the errors that were existing in the church. Or rather, let me put it this way. It has embraced all the corrections and the missing truth that got missing and in, in, the, in the dark days, the dark ages of the church. The corrections to the errors that took place in the dark ages of the church. The charismatic embraces these moves and it, it started with people, reformers like Calvin who brought some form of corrections to Christianity Um, development it is interpreted and viewed by two delineations the first is the meaning of the body and the blood of Christ the second significance is its observance in the life of the believer in view of this three major interpretations have been placed on the meaning of Christ's reference to his body and blood. And I want us, I'm sharing this because as we move on, some of us might encounter some of these errors. One way to be able to counter error is to be prepared before it shows up, is to be armed with the right knowledge before you encounter that error. Hallelujah. So there was this doctrine. By the Romans, the Romanist doctrine of transubstantiation, transubstantiation, where they assert that the elements used in the ordinance are literally they are transubstantiated, they are transubstantiated as the actual body and blood of Christ at each observance, and as such that they constitute a true sacrifice as an offering for the sins of man. Which is to mean that actually each time you take the communion you are actually taking the real blood and the body of christ and that christ comes to offer himself all over again which is wrong because if you look at hebrews 9 verse 28 bible says that that sacrifice was once and for all it was a once and for all eternal sacrifice That is why in the same Hebrew it says that if we continue to sin willingly or we sin willingly after that sacrifices have been made for our sins, there shall be no more remission. Scheme and dance, God never shed a 
we start from verse 23, or rather, Now where remission of what now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Verse 19 of Hebrews 10. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God. Verse 22 says, Let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies.
Imano Godwella Badu Wakaparaski Varaga the Regedeve Arabadada Shana Magada Regede Grasse Telebruagadaya Lebre Tene Megaresigi de Breit Regad the Regede Frasen. Symbolic commemoration 
that is where we charismatics and the most of the orthodox churches now this is what we believe the third doctrine the first one was the Romanist doctrine of transubstantiation we looked at that we've looked at the Lutheran doctrine of consubstantiation and then we are now looking at the reformed doctrine of symbolic commemoration where Calvin asserts that the term body and blood are not to be taken literally but they are to be taken symbolically that is what the Bible actually says and that the observance of this ordinance is a commemoration of the death of Christ it is a commemoration please don't forget to keep liking the show amen it is a commemoration of the death of Christ in which Christ is spiritually present So this, this ordinance, the Lord's Supper, is therefore a perpetual memorial and a seal of the covenanted grace of God. Don't forget that when we looked at Leviticus, it said that this ordinance should be kept forever, for all generations. It's a perpetual memory of the seal of the covenanted grace of God to be observed as a means of consecration, a renewal of obedience to the will of God. We don't have time. Later on, we shall look at consecration or sanctification and consecration. We shall try and look at them together so that we, we know what they individually are and the differences between consecration and sanctification. Right now, I may not be able to go into it, but consecration has to do with being set apart. It is a, a ceremonial cleansing and purific, purification. That is consecration. It is not more of just the setting apart from sin, but it is the, the emphasis on it is on what you are actually set apart to. It is a setting apart from sin and its elements and the things that defile a setting apart from those things to God, a setting apart to God, and a renewal of obedience to the will of God. So under this doctrine, which is held by mostly the non-Lutheran Protestants in the Reformation, we see a twofold nature that it avows in its symbolism and then as a memorial feast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, in application of communion to the Christian life, communion symbolizes number one, the death of Christ for our sins, and then our death to sin in Christ. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 25. Minister Winning, you can take that. And Minister Emmanuel, please help us with Romans 6, verses 1 through 13. The death of Christ for our sins and our death to sin in Christ. So as you are partaking in the communion, this, is, this should be one of your consciousness. 
Jesus came to die for my sins. And as I partake in this, His divinities are awakened more and more in me. Christ is formed more and more in me. And so I die every day to sin. Because I'm in Christ. And I am awakened to Christ's, right, Christ's righteousness. Corinthians chapter 11 verse 25 after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying this cup is the new testament in my blood this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me so Romans 6 we see that we were buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we also should walk in newness of life for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin but the verse 7 of Romans 6 now says for he that is raised is free from sin Romans 6, 8, now it says, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in, in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead on, on, to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Let no sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as though as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So as you partake the communion, this is the consciousness of the scriptures. Or the scriptures should be conscious of because this, this is the work being done in you and for you. Hallelujah. the means of our righteousness, 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Our, it is our participation in the death of Christ, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 16. I want us to read this one, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 16. Our participation in the death of Christ, it is our participation in the death of Christ. And then our union, or the union between ourselves and Christ through his death. Romans 6, 4, we saw that there. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says, Therefore we, were, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Newness of life. First Corinthians 10 verse 16. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? 
Corinthians 5 7 says, Purge out therefore the old living, that ye may be a new lamp, as ye are unliving. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. So the extension of Christ's death as a means of our righteousness. And it's also our expectant hope in Christ till he comes again. Our expectant hope in Christ till he comes again. So communion is a generational meal. It's an ordinance forever, a memorial for all generations. Exodus 12, 14. It is a generational meal. That is why God told them to command the children after them to observe this ordinance. Hallelujah. Now, I want to say a few things about blood. Do you know that blood is life? Do you know that blood is life? Somebody help us with Le Leviticus 17, verse 11. If blood is life, because the life of the flesh is in the blood, then Jesus' blood is a far more superior blood, being without sin, with no traceable roots to Adam's seed and Adam's error, able to speak better things. With the ability to initiate and enact a new and everlasting covenant has a superior life by every standard. Leviticus 17 verse 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. speaks better things than the blood of bulls, rams, the blood of Abel, the blood of goats, is the blood of the true Passover lamb that makes death and eternal condemnation pass over us. It makes death and eternal condemnation pass over us. Now how? What are the tokens? We've, looked, we've already looked at the tokens. It's usually a bread, a piece of bread, and wine are usually used. When we get to 1 Corinthians 11, we shall tackle a few things over there. 
how they partook of the table of the Lord unworthily and how that because of that some of them fell sick and some of them Bible uses the term they fell asleep many of them fell asleep as a result of abusing this ordinance not discerning the body of Christ and the reason for its institution the institution of this ordinance so even though bread is used and we understand that bread is food we know that bread is used and bread is food the Lord's Supper is not for the hungry man or the hungry woman it's an ordinance for a memorial for a proclamation for a communion or participation a joint participation Should be able to discern 
the Lord. Irrespective of the form, the nature he takes, there is something as discerning the Lord. In the book of Genesis, the Bible says that one day, three men came to Abraham. In the cool of the day, Abraham welcomed them and straight away he knew it was God and he told Sarah to prepare something for them and how did Abraham know that this was the Lord because he discerned so there is such thing as discerning the Lord there is such thing as discerning the Lord and then there's that thing as discerning the presence of the Lord. So that you go to a place where something is imitating the presence of God, you're able to tell this is not the presence of God. There is that thing as discerning the body of the Lord. There are all forms of the discernment of the of the believer. Discerning the body of the Lord. There's that thing as discerning times and seasons. This is not part of what we are to look at today, but The Spirit of God just veered there and we want to, want to just do a little justice to it before we move on. When we come to our teaching on discernment, we shall look at this. And so discernment is one spiritual ability every believer must not only cultivate or develop, but must endeavor to walk by every step of their life. Discerning your moments. And what is discernment? This ability to put distinction between what is good and what is not good. That is the beginning, the basics of discernment. What is good and what is not good. Or discernment, being able to tell the difference between good and evil. What is God and what is not God. In the higher realms of discernment, I'm not talking about discerning of spirit. That is a gift. That was what I was trying to say earlier. Discerning of spirit is a gift in 1 Corinthians 12. It's one of the spiritual gifts, not that one. It's one of the revelatory gifts of the spirit. One of the three gifts in the revelatory category of the gift of the spirit. Discernment, discernment of spirit and then um, the prophecy and I think interpretation of tongues this one is a gift every believer must walk by it's an ability let me say an endowment of the spirit in 1 Corinthians 2 you see it there the Bible uses anacrino sometimes. The Bible uses crinos. The Bible uses many different words. Sometimes it renders this discernment as judge, to judge. It renders it sometimes as to discern. Other times as to be able to differentiate or perceive. That's the word, perceive, judge, discern. So there is such thing as discerning the body of the Lord. 
1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 29. That is what these believers fail to do. And because they failed to do so, Bible says that they ate damnation. and they drank damnation unto themselves. So what was meant to give them life, infused life into them, ended up killing them. What's supposed to, to, to fulfill Jesus' redemptive work of healing in their bodies now brought sickness to them because of lack of discernment because of lack of discernment so it is essential that we discern the tokens that are used it's not a feast it's not a religious feast it's not a ceremonial feast Even though it's a proclamation and a memorial, it's not a feast of carnal celebration. So the bread is a symbol of the body of Christ. And it suggests the breaking of Christ's life in redemptive sacrifice. So how do I view it? I view the bread as the body of Christ by the third, according to the third doctrine we looked at. The reformed doctrine of symbolic commemoration where we don't take the bread literally as the body of Christ but symbolic, symbolically as the body of Christ. It's a token in our realm, physically, that spiritually, the sacrifice that Jesus has offered for us, we are observing it, and we are receiving all of its benefits into our lives by using these physical emblems of bread and wine as points of contact. They are tokens to make this memorial a reality. To proclaim in our meetings, in our homes, as we gather together. The coming of the Lord, the death of Christ. Now the wine also symbolizes, it's a symbol of the blood of Christ. And it suggests the pressing out of Christ's life. The bruising by divine wrath, a divine wrath or anger. The wine, it is, don't forget that it is the crushed grape that produces the wine. So if you want wine from grapes, it must be crushed. The more the grape is crushed, the more wine can be gotten from it. So, many of us, we want God to use us, but we don't want to endure His crushing and His chastening. 
in his it is in his crushing in his in his pressing that is able to churn out of us wine for the world the suffering to enjoy to and to 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 save us for for other people when when we Jesus said that his life is like a drink offering being offered even Paul made made a similar statement because they were literally crushed their life was squeezed out of them oftentimes you will see Jesus going to pray at the foot of Mount Olives you know what was done there it was the place the situation for a wine press so it was symbolic that he himself apart from being a lamb a lamb that was here to be sacrificed was also God's special grape grape vine or grapefruit that he was about crushing at the wine press for his blood that was to serve as salvation for all of humanity and also a token for the memorial of this ordinance hallelujah so together these two emblems the body or the bread which signifies the body of Christ and then the wine signifying the blood of Jesus constitute they symbolize the sacrifice of the very life of Christ hallelujah first Corinthians 11 verse 29 has someone helped us with that okay it's there for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body not discerning the Lord's body so discernment is a way to escape the damnation of the Lord's Supper that leads to sickness and affliction that leads to putting people to sleep literally death said as often as you do this there's no limit the early church when we go further I think in our next teaching we shall realize that the next episode of this podcast we shall realize that it was actually done by the early church they, they observed it the first day of every week the frequency has been questioned by many people Jesus only said as often so there are no limits if you feel you want to do it a year year after year that is up to up to you if you feel that some churches do it year after year some some do it twice a year some do it every month at the beginning or at the end of the month some do it every two weeks I've personally been in a Catholic church before and it was it was administered every day at mass whether morning mass or evening mass they administer communion especially the morning masses
because the Bible does not limit us in any way. But the Bible urges and warns and encourages us to discern the elements. So you may take ordinary bread, you may go and buy ordinary bread from the supermarket, but the moment you bring it and pray over it and consecrate it to God as an emblem or a token of one of the tokens of this this ordinance it ceases to be an ordinary bread so even if later you make the mistake of taking it as bread for your tea the damnation could be lurking at your door because a damnable act it means the body is not being treated with reverence it's not being treated with honor the body that was broken for us that sacrifice is not being treated with the required honor and reverence hallelujah So God in his own wisdom has given us both. He gave us the body and the blood. He didn't, he didn't take out the blood giving us the body. He gave us both the body and the blood as tokens. Which is which, which, which is symbol of wholeness. Wholeness for our full participation. So we are not to take one emblem and leave the other out. For any reason, God gave us both. Hallelujah. So in this act, you see that the believer is interacting inwardly and spiritually with the grace of God displayed in the death of Christ. So when you receive the elements, which we already said are symbolic in nature, you are submitting yourself again to receive the merits of Christ's death, not as not as if it needs to be renewed periodically, but as a continual commemoration of the time when God's mercy drew you into grace and imparted Christ's righteousness to you. As a memorial to Christ's death, this sacrament is a renewal daily, weekly, monthly, yearly of obedience to Christ's will it is an acknowledgement again that Jesus' salvation is solely through the, his broken body and his shed blood that is why we are not to drink with the consciousness of sin the Bible says before you come examine yourself we shall be looking at that at the administration so you drink without the consciousness of, consciousness of sin if you should if you examine yourself appropriately you would have been able to come to terms with all that are connected with this because as you examine yourself there's a new consciousness that comes to you that all things have been have been sent away have been taken away because as Jesus Christ was a, was made a Passover lamb 
in the old in the in, in the foreshadow as it happened in the uh, um in the old testament the goat on onto which the sins of the people were proclaimed or pronounced was released the same way jesus took away all our sins after the pronouncement of the sins of the people upon that goat that goat was released and left to go into the wild the same thing happens here so being conscious of the fact that my sins have been taken away have been dealt with it liberates me as i examine myself to fully partake without any consciousness of error of any form of not just the consciousness of sin but sometimes your conscience gives you these pangs that you are not right with God hallelujah so when you partake with faith it activates all the promise of God over your life amen when you partake by faith it activates all the promise of God linked to this ordinance over your life hallelujah and this doctrine or this ordinance is a mystery. The ordinance of the Lord's table is a mystery. It's a mystical joining of two mutually exclusive entities to become one organically inseparable and identical entity. The same mystery that the Bible employs to interpret the union that takes place in marriage. It is the same understanding that is, that is applied to the oneness of union that happens in marriage. John chapter 6, verse 48 to 58. We shall look at that in our next session. We shall begin from there. Amen. Next session, we shall be looking at in, a, in our next episode. We shall be looking at the beginnings in the New Testament times. We shall look at how it was practiced in the early church. Then the administration of, of the communion the right symbolic and wrong symbolic meanings of the Lord's Supper, requirements of the Lord's table, and then significance of the Lord's table, as well as a sample prayer or sample prayers. Amen. But I want to leave it here, and beloved, I want to lift your voice together with me. I want to bless the name of the Lord for bringing us this far into this teaching. If you want to pray with us, you can call in and pray. Father, we thank you. Limo Shana Matele.
Aduna Hey, for unset prayers, oh God. Thank you for bringing us this far into this teaching. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Empower us, grant us grace. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh God, 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 Glory, 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 glory. Honor, offense, and adoration. Be unto your mighty name, oh God, for answered prayers. In the name of Jesus, thank you for helping us with today's meeting. Hey God, in the name of Jesus, we love you, we thank you, we bless you. We pray for grace to be doers and not hearers only. Grace to be doers and not hearers only. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, oh God, help us, help us, help us. In the name of Jesus Christ, Hey, Malima Kapaliata Namakapaha, help us, oh God, to be doers, not here as only. Give us grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. announcement across quickly uh, so for the next seven days that's from tomorrow to all the way tomorrow or today rather we, we, we are at, we are already in the 11th of March 2023 from the 11th of March all the way which is a Saturday a Saturday Saturday the 11th of March 
all the way to the next Saturday, which is the 18th of March. Um, I'll be on the missions field somewhere in the northern part of Ghana. Yes, but then we trust God for grace to still be able to broadcast from that place. Amen. We trust God for grace and a, a stable network and then the uh, favorable environment and conditions to be able to minister. So on Monday, God willing, we shall have the next session of um, this teaching. Today we look at communion, the background. Um, we shall look at communion, the practice, communion, the practice. All the other skeletal framework that I, I laid out to us will be explained, will be taught, will be exposed in that next episode. Amen. Amen. So you want to prepare ahead of time. Remember us in prayer. Amen. Remember us in prayer. God bless you. I love you all. Shalom. Our meeting days are on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, every week, every other week, hey, not every other week, every week, 22.30 GMT, 22.30 GMT, if you wait for us and we are not online by that time, it's usually because of some hitches, um, it could be because of technical challenges or um, maybe the grounds where we are broadcasting from. God bless you. So stay tuned, stay connected, keep burning for Jesus. Remember to talk to somebody about Jesus today, tomorrow, and for the rest of the week. Amen. On that note, it's a goodbye. Shalom. God bless us all. Yo, what?